Welcome to The Breakthrough Hour with Pastor Camille McKenzie. Arise to your dominion. Don't tarry. It shall speak. Who am I speaking to? Pastor Camille McKenzie is a powerful woman of God who was anointed and appointed to execute the spiritual mandate. You must win. She operates in the five-fold ministry to bring deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost to a lost world. But I come to prophesy to somebody and let you know that Jehovah has the final say. This is your breakthrough hour. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. For census planner, I pray for revelatory knowledge now. Ribandaba insight, insight, retrosight, and foresight that all of my spiritual senses will begin to act. Activate now, God. And Lord, I pray that deliverance will be wrought because you said the word is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. Let it begin to cut now. Ribandaba, that which needs to be cut. Ribandaba, and let God, let it, oh God, perform surgery in the depth of every heart and pray right now God that you your name shall be glorified in this hour God and so Lord we believe by faith that there will be an accomplishment in the house in Jesus name I pray amen clap your hands and give your sermon, your neighbor, my sermon title. How far will you go to honor him? How far will you go to honor him? I think I need a little bit more body. How far will you go to honor him? Turn to your neighbor. Come on, preach with me and say, How far will you go to honor him? Come on, how far will you go to honor him? By way of introduction. Honor, as a noun, honor in the Bible means esteem, value, or great respect. To honor someone is to value him highly or bestow value upon him. Peter tells us to honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. The Bible speaks of another noteworthy group of people who are deserving of double honor. The leadership of the church called elders. He says, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor. Especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. However, the ultimate honor one can bestow is when we honor the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Hebrew word for honor is kabod. It means to give high praise, adoration, admiration, and status in word and in deed. Kabod also means glory. And when applied to God, it means a quality corresponding to him by which he is recognized. 
Beloved, the magnitude of your love towards the Almighty God is denoted on how you value him, how you treat him, how you worship him, and how you serve him. Quintessentially, the level of your love for the Almighty God is determined by your level of honor bestowed upon the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Allow me to give you a synopsis of the text. The book of Matthew is written by Matthew, the tax collector. The purpose of the book of Matthew was to show that the Messiah whom the prophets predicted in the Old Testament had come in person of Jesus Christ. And so now it brings me to my first point by way of homiletics, which is what is your expectation of Jesus Christ? And the Bible says in Matthew 21, and when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say unto you, he shall say, the Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. On the way up from Jericho, Jesus came to the east side of the Mount of Olives, where Bethany and Bethpage was located. He sent two disciples to Bethany with foreknowledge that they would find a donkey and a colt. They were instructed by the master to untie the animal and bring it to Jesus. Jesus asked them to bring the colt and the donkey to him because he had need of it. Let me give you a background of Jerusalem. The Bible said as he drew near to Jerusalem, he sent the request for the donkey. And the man did not even hesitate because you see, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is a sovereign. And so because he spoke the word, the owner of the donkey, uh, something was released not to even question it. Because it was already prophesied that Jesus Christ was going to do this thing. And so you see he sent them and so as he drew near to Jerusalem you see Jerusalem is a place of turmoil it's a place of struggle it's a place of conflict and confrontation it has a history of killing the prophets it has a history of fighting wars and living in violence it's a place in turmoil and it is in Jerusalem now that Jesus is at the conclusion oh, of his earthly journey and was about to enter this place of 
turmoil and hostility. It is right there in Jerusalem where they kill the prophets. It's in Jerusalem you find the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the scribes uh, who now uh, didn't accept Jesus because you see Jesus didn't come the way they expected it and so right there in the midst of the turmoil the conflict and the hostility Jesus now is going to enter a momentous journey to fulfill the ultimate purpose of redemption right in the midst where they have uh, plotted to kill him uh, is now going to ride into the place of hostility because he's Jesus Christ so he's getting ready to go right in the midst of Jerusalem Jesus is getting ready to mount the cross and prior to this profound act he is now entering the city uh, you see he was not an ordinary person he is the king of kings however he did not ask for a chariot he did not ask them for a horse but he requested a donkey to make a grand entrance in the midst of the hostility. But why would he request a donkey? Why not a chariot or a horse? Because he's a king. You see, the Jews longed for a deliverer and the deliverer were expecting someone to come in royal apparel. They were expecting someone to come with an empire bigger and better than the Romans because you see the Jews were tired of being ruled by the Romans. You see they wanted somebody to come to make them look good and feel good uh, but they're, to their disappointment Jesus was the opposite of what they anticipated. They wanted someone who acted and ruled like Herod and Caesar. So many were in the crowd and they had different opinions. Pharisees were in the crowd. Zealots were in the crowd. Galileans were in the crowd. Gentiles were in the crowd. All different group of people in the crowd. You see, the, the Pharisees, uh, they were in the crowd, but they were singing a different song because they wanted a ritualistic Jesus. They wanted somebody like them uh, with formalities uh, who only do things just to be seen and do things just to be heard and do things just to be praised of men, uh, just to be exalted because that was what a Pharisee does. 
But who were the zealots? The zealots were in the crowd. They wanted a military Jesus. The zealots were the radical nationalists who were ready to use force. They were even ready to use terrorism, right? And to overthrow the oppressive hand of the Roman government. They were in the crowd. The disciples were also in the crowd. They wanted a victorious Jesus. They began uh, full of self-seeking dreams. Some wanted to sit on the right hand and some wanted uh, a prestige position in heaven. They wondered aloud which of them would be allowed to sit on the right hand when they come into his kingdom. You see, the disciples expected this to be their greatest week of popularity. Beloved, be careful of the persons who place demands and expectation on you that God did not intend for you. You see, the moment you denounce people-pleasing, you become a God pleaser and it will provoke the enemy because you're not a people pleaser but you are a God pleaser. You see expectations can bring the worst and the best out of us but when expectations are placed on you it's not about man's expectation but you must be interested about God's expectations because sometimes man's expectations it's just too much like the Pharisees oh but when you see God's expectation is the best expectation because whatever he expects he already put that grace on you to do what he expects but you see man they would say in Jamaica will give you a bucket without a bottom to carry water but when God expects you to do something that anointing is on you and so he give you the capacity to move in the expectation because of the level of the anointing on your life So here was Jesus ready to enter Jerusalem, the holy city of God, because he did not match their expectation. They had divided views towards him. You see, some refused to see him as the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Savior of the world, the Redeemer and the Justifier. But Jesus exemplify that we must not try to live based on where they place us. So though Jesus had been to Jerusalem several times to celebrate the feast, his final entry into Jerusalem had a special meaning. You see, he was solemnly entering as a humble king of peace you see traditionally entering the city on a donkey symbolizes the arrival of this deity in peace 
right? It's symbolizing that he's not coming to wage war uh, like those who would come on a horse. Because when you come on a horse, it means that you come to wage war. But Jesus now, in the midst of the hostility, wanted to let them know that the battle that I come to fight is not the battle that you expect. Jesus, you see, knew that they wanted to set him up. You see, these hostile people wanted him to fight the battle uh, with Rome. They wanted to set up the king of glory for their evil desire. You see, they could not fathom the purpose and the person and his ministry. Their expectation was limited. Their expectation was earthly and their expectation was worldly. So they greeted Jesus not as a spiritual messiah who would take away the sins of the world but as a potential political leader who would overthrow Rome. How do you see him this morning? Do you see him as a materialistic uh, Jesus who when you call on him, he gives you something? Uh, you see, it would be amazing to know how people see Jesus and people's perception of Jesus. Because even though we are here together, we all have our own different opinions. You see, some of us will only continue to serve him unless he blesses us. Some of us will only continue to worship and adore him because of what he is doing in your life. And when your faith is tested, you denounce him. But when things are good, you have a prep in your step because you see him as someone who can hand you out stuff. Uh, you have limited him. Oh glory be to God. And that is what the Romans did. They limited his purpose and only saw him for what they expect him to do in their lives. Oh but there's another group of people in my midst this morning who understand that even if he doesn't do what I ask of him he is still Jesus the Messiah and even if he has not blessed me yet he is still Jesus the king of glory and even if he didn't bless me with a big house he is still Jesus and even if he didn't release that check for me he is still Jesus the church has to move away from just uh, a materialistic view of Jesus. The church has to move away uh, from just uh, a success uh, sorting after Jesus uh, because of only the blessing. Ah, uh, can I go there? You see how good I look this morning. Uh, I had my time when life was hard, uh, but it never messed with my worship. Uh, I've been there and done that. So I'm not here to preach on anybody. I have been there where I have no money 
and someone comes into the midst of the church and I remember specifically when someone gave me $50 and it was the only $50 and I took the $50 and I woke up to the offering plate and I proved God I threw it in the offering plate ah because you see I expected a move and if I expect to move I got to move in my fate some of you have not been seeing a greater move because your faith is weak but the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God you see some of you only get excited when God bless you with something but there comes a time when you got to bless him and you got to worship him and you got to praise him even when nothing is happening in your life I have been there done that and then some I have praised God in my nothingness I've worshipped him when I'm nothing when I had nothing you think I'm excited now because I got money and because I look good no 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 baby you got it wrong I was excited in my brokenness I was excited when I got nothing because I was reminded according to Matthew 6 and verse 33 seek ye first the kingdom of God all of his righteousness and everything shall be added some of you are running down things but you got to run down Jesus when you run after Jesus things will come stop running down things that's why you don't have nothing run down Jesus the song says I'm chasing after him I need him more and more where the God chases the Jesus chases who am I speaking to this morning So Jesus came riding on a donkey which noted peace and humility. You see in Zechariah 9 verse 9 said, Behold, O Jerusalem of Zion, the king comes unto you meek and lowly, riding upon a donkey. Now by the way, most people have it in their mind that meekness and loneliness was the donkey. You see, but it's not so. You see, the donkey was a royal steed in the Old Testament. The king rode on a donkey, right? And that's very important. Not a horse, because you see, a horse, like I said, denotes that you come to conquer. Jesus is already a conqueror. He already conquered. We're not here to come on no horse. Because when you know who you are, you don't need to impress nobody. So he never come on a horse. He came on a donkey because he already conquered. So when he comes to meek and lowly, the idea is he comes with no military apparatus. He doesn't bring an army. He comes meek and lowly riding upon a donkey. So the donkey is a sign of kingliness. Jesus entered Jerusalem with a different strategy. 
He was setting an example, letting us know that this fight, Adonai, is not with sticks and stones, but this is a supernatural battle. Ah, uh, you see, he could have entered on the horse. Ah, uh, but he come to let man know it's not a flesh and blood issue. I didn't come because I want to overthrow Rome. Because I already own Rome. Rome is mine. Everything is mine. For the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. It's all mine. You see, he did not come because of that kind of war. To wage mankind war. It's not about the Jews to make them look good. Because they were tired of Rome enslaving them. They were tired of being subjugated to Rome. But Jesus says, this that I come to do, it's bigger than them. It's bigger than you and it's bigger than I. This is a spiritual battle and spiritual things call for spiritual measurement. You can't fight the kingdom of darkness in your flesh. You can't fight warfare in your flesh. Church of God, Jesus is telling us it's warfare time. But it's not about sticks and stones. It's not a carnal battle. It's a spiritual battle. And this is what I come to do. The earth don't understand it. But I'm a ride on the donkey because I'm a king and I'm coming in my kingliness because my hour has come what will your position or your attitude be in the presence of the king he says and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Then he said, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus is now coming into Jerusalem on a donkey as the prince of peace. He's coming to lay down his life and to rise from the dead. He was about to accomplish the greatest act of love and display the greatest act of power that the world has ever seen. And so while Jesus is approaching the scene, these two group of people right there in the audience, two groups, one already know that this is the Messiah. And the other group still have questions. Uh, and that group still denouncing. And that group uh, only see him one way. But there's another group who really know. And you see, when you really know who Jesus is, 
vision will speak louder than word. You see, we read that the disciples carried out Jesus' instruction. And they came and lay clothes on the donkey and in the pathway. Right, you see, they, they saw him as the Messiah. And so they come to celebrate the Messiah. The worst thing one can do is to be in the presence of God and not know it. To come into the sphere or the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and not honor him is injustice. You see, some were not cognizant of who was on this donkey. They did not realize it. Right, And so because of that, their vernacular was different from those who realize it. But those who knew who Jesus is, two groups, the know and the they don't know. The ones who knew who Jesus is celebrated the Messiah. They are the one now that is shouting, Ah, Hosanna to the son of David. Ah, but you see, some of them who are shouting are not all on the same page. But there is a in the crowd who really know who Jesus is and is crying Hosanna they understood that this was the triumphant entry it's not an ordinary entry but this Adonai is the entry of entries this entering into Jerusalem is the entrance of uh, to defeat the kingdom of darkness you see this entry is to act Jesus' purpose on the earth. You see, this was the ultimate proof that he is the Messiah. Uh, and as he was about to mount the cross to defeat hell and the grave and death, you see, they understood that he was not just son of man, but he is son of God. God, that he is eternal, he is immortal, he is invisible, he's not ordinary, he is the highest of the highest, he is the ancient of days, he is the alpha, he's the omega, he's the beginning, he's the ending, good God almighty, he is everything. He's not just a miracle worker, but he is greater than a miracle worker. You see, they begin to understand that whom is about to enter uh, is not uh, any ordinary person, but he is royalty. You're looking at royalty. Oh, you're looking at the master. You're looking at the savior. You're looking at the sanctifier. You're looking at the justifier. You're looking at the redeemer. You are looking at God himself. 
they realize that this is a pivotal point to exalt the king of glory because that's who he is. They realize that the opinions of the day has not done any justice to whom he is. Ribandaba. And so you have this group in the group. This group who probably uh, was a part of the feeding of the 5,000. And I'm just speaking like a woman. Maybe in the group was Jairus' daughter who was raised from the dead. Maybe Lazarus was in the group because he was also raised from the dead. Maybe Mary was in the group because she was the one who gave him great worship. Oh, glory be to God. The disciples were in the group and because they saw him walk on the water, they were in the boat and they saw that the wind and the waves obey him. Oh, they were in the crowd. Maybe they saw uh, the five loaves and the two fishes feeding more than 5,000 people. But they're in the group. They're in the crowd. Oh, maybe they had an up close and personal relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he had created an impact because anytime you come in the presence of God, there is an impact. When you come in the presence of God, there is liberty right in the presence of God. There's a breakthrough right in the presence of God. Miracles will happen right in the presence of God. There's going to be a move in the presence of Jesus. There's going to be a shift in the presence of Jesus. Kingdom of darkness has to bow in the presence of Jesus, the earth know that this is the Messiah. He comes to redeem the earth knew that this is Yeshua comes to give man salvation they knew he come to save the lost. They knew he came to set the captives free. They knew that death was about to be defeated. They knew that the grave cannot hold him they knew that he's about to rise in the earth to show man that if he get up we're gonna get up 
they knew only him can wash away our sins what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus they knew it was Jesus knowing it's Jesus in my soul Jesus in the earth So because, follow me Mali, that they knew it's Jesus. People who know Jesus, really know Jesus, treat Jesus with the highest honor. And the highest respect. So right in the crowd. They realize. That they've been bound. And Satan. Want to keep them. In that place. But it was a very. Pivotal point. For mankind. Some of you can feel it. Because when you're hellbound, your big house can't help you. When you're hellbound, the car can't help you. When you're hellbound, the money doesn't have any use. When you're hellbound, your degree don't matter and your PhD don't matter. Oh, it don't matter when you're hell bound. Your beauty doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you're hell bound. Nothing in the earth matters but salvation. And so they realize there was just a minute percentage in the crowd that realized that that which he comes to do is greater than what we can fathom. It goes beyond the house and it goes beyond the car and it goes beyond war and it goes beyond notoriety and it goes beyond all of these things. What he is about to do is the thing of all things. Good God Almighty. And so when they realize it, they say we got to give him honor. They're going to give him honor. And so... 
they said, Hosanna. But when they say Hosanna, Hosanna means that you're a rescuer and it means that you come to extend salvation. Ah, Hosanna is the highest praise. And so the people in the crowd, ah, because they wanted to do the honest, the greatest honor, they took their clothes, oh God Almighty, and they lay it down. Haribashandaba, as he was coming, they took their clothes. Can I get some people just to take their clothes? Ah, come in the spirit, just take your clothes. Ah, you're in presence of royalty. Just take your clothes. Just lay your clothes this way. Just come and lay your clothes. Just come, it's the highest honor. Just lay your jacket. They just lay their clothes. They just lay their clothes. It's the highest honor. Come on, somebody. Oh, Ribasaba. He's here. He's here. He's here. Oh, Shebendaba. Hey, Kantaraba They just lay their clothes. Come on, just lay your clothes. They just lay their clothes in the presence of royalty. They took off their clothes because they understood that this is what, what he was about to do. We got to honor him. We got to honor him. And so because we got to honor him, not even our clothes ah, is too important. The Louis Vuitton is not too important. The Chanel is not too important. Ah, they understand that they're in the presence of the king. Oh, glory be to God. And he was about to make a triumphant entry. And because this is the entry of all entries, they say the king is coming. Oh, on a cold. Oh, yes. He is meek and lowly. Oh, yes. Because that which he's about to do is a spiritual measurement. And so someone in the crowd, some people in the crowd, say because this is the king of glory, our clothes is not too good. And the branches are not too good. For the branches mean, they mean victory. Palm Sunday means, oh, crucifixion is coming. Palm Sunday mean, Death is coming. Palm Sunday mean. Resurrection is coming. Palm Sunday means. It's a new season. For the believer. The dawning. Of a new day. It's coming. And because it's coming. Our clothes. Is not too good. Redemption is coming. Deliverance is coming. Breakthrough is coming. The anointing is coming. Hell is defeated. The grave is defeated. Man is released. Man is released. Man is about to be released. Man is about to be called 
ears and joint ears with the almighty God and because man is about to become ears and joint ears it's a pivotal moment it's the moment of all moments the crowd sends the victory the crowd says Satan you hold me down for a very long time but here comes the king the king is coming the king is coming the king is coming the king is coming for you, Sister Shevenis. The king is coming, Sister Rose. The king is coming, Sister Janet. The king is coming. And once the king shows up, victory for the church, victory for the believer, because the king come on a cold man of God is our time now for victory Naribao shabo satabaya Rimanda bao shaba Nabao shebe Iku saba Thanks for listening Our mission here is simple to bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adonaiministries.ca, to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one 647 882 9708 right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations, it keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries, transforming lives for the kingdom of God.